So the last video I put together, I said I was going to talk about my influences, and I decided I'm going to do something a little bit different. What I decided to do is I'm going to go ahead and talk about basically not taking life for granted. And when you're younger and you're more in this mindset that you're invincible or that nothing's ever going to happen to you, that's when typically things tend to go awry. So I'm going to give you a couple of good examples. Um, example number one is my son, Joshua. And in the last video I talked about, we found out he had autism when he was about three, maybe four years old. When he was getting to be about five years old, he started having seizures. And at first we didn't think much of it. Um, we were told that children who have autism, as they get into adolescence, would start experiencing seizures. Of course, five years old is not even close to being an adolescent, but it was something that we were told to expect. What we didn't expect were the seizures to come more than once a month, like ground mouths typically do. Um, the first time he had a seizure, it was during school. I remember rushing home to go get my wife, and then we had to go pick him up from school. And he stayed home for a couple of days and then he went back to school. Maybe about three or four weeks went by and he had another, had another seizure. And this time they took him to the hospital. Really couldn't find anything wrong with him. But then the seizures started becoming more frequent. They would happen a couple of times a month, then eventually once a week, then every day, multiple times a day, up to a couple hundred times a day. That was at his worst, a couple hundred times a day. We finally found out that he had a really rare um, white blood cell neurological condition called Rasmussen's encephalitis. And unfortunately, the only cure for that particular disease is a surgery called hemispherectomy, which is where they take out the hemisphere of the brain that's being destroyed. Well, you know, as shortly after, um, or shortly before, I should say, before surgery, the seizures were, activity was so bad that the left side of Josh's body, because I don't know if you knew this or not, um, right, the right side of your brain controls items that are on your left or whatever happens on your left side of the body and vice versa, the left side controls the right side. So since he had a lot of electrical activity and seizure activity going on in the right hemisphere, it was his left side of his body that was being affected. And sadly, he couldn't walk. He wasn't able to walk for quite some time. He couldn't communicate very well. He was having a really hard time. So we decided to go ahead and have this really radical surgery called hemispherectomy, which I talked about earlier, performed. And he, like I said, he wasn't talking before surgery. When they rolled him out of surgery and, and brought him into the recovery room, he said, hey, Dad, how you doing? And that was, that was uh, it was happy. And I was happiness and sadness and a bunch of different emotions all rolled into one. Luckily, he was able to start... Um, physical therapy a couple of weeks later, um, probably about three or four months post-surgery, he was back in school. And he's done a really good job. You know, he did a really good job with uh, the school that he was getting in while we were living in California. And then we moved up to Washington State. And the special ed program here in the school district we're at in Kent is just phenomenal. The kid was able to go ahead and just progress so much while going to school. And he was able to participate in sports such as Special Olympics. Um, the only drawback to the surgery that he had, um, when you have a hemispherectomy or, or, you know, it's basically like he had a stroke. So the left side of his, of his body was still having some issues. He had partial paralysis and 
as much as we try to massage the left arm and his left leg and straighten out his left arm and left leg, he his left hand eventually started coming in quite a bit and it got to the point where the fingers were touching the wrist and we had to have that taken care of surgically as well. Then um, another side effect of his surgery was his pupil on the right eye was always permanently dilated and unfortunately he developed a cataract so we had to get that taken care of as well. Luckily, he's been seizure-free ever since the surgery which was performed back in 2002. He excelled in school. Things were great. Or so we thought. A couple years ago, my son Zachary wasn't feeling too well. He was always coughing. He was he was getting really palish, you know, very, 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 it just, he didn't look right. Always coughing, always wheezing, his lymph nodes were just going nuts, and, you know, it didn't matter what we were doing physical activity-wise, he could just be walking down the street, and he just felt like he got, you know, he was lugging around a backpack full of, like, you know, full of bricks or something, and he was always out of breath and just always very tired. We went to our primary care physician a few times. And I'm not going to lie to you, that guy just, he, he fucked that up a few times. He just completely flubbed on the diagnosis. He kept saying, oh, he's just sick. Don't worry about it. Well, finally, we had to press for issues. And we eventually found out that he had um, Hodgkin's lymphoma. And I wasn't going to let the hospital where, the, where our primary care physician uh, practices at take care of him so we decided to go to seattle children's hospital and they got him in right away um when you get admitted or whenever before you you start your chemotherapy regimen you get a whole series of tests heart and liver function test i mean just a whole gamut of tests and just to see if you're healthy enough to withstand treatment sadly when zachary started doing his tests for his treatments they found um he was having congestive heart failure. So they had to admit him through the ER, uh, the emergency room at Children's, and eventually they got him into the cancer care ward. And two days after he went in for his tests, he started doing his chemotherapy regimen. His chemotherapy regimen lasted about 15 weeks, and then he had 21 consecutive days of radiation. And this went on from July 2nd, July 3rd, um, 2005 or 2015 I'm sorry and he he finished his therapy in November right before Thanksgiving and he was considered in remission right around the first of the year of 2016 he just had his two-year checkup yesterday and things are looking good things are still looking really really good he's he's functioning well um, everything looks great numbers are looking good um, you know, you just are thinking, well, why am I telling you this? Well, you know, the, the thing is, is that as a parent, you know, you think about, okay, why does this happen to my kid? Why is this happening to my family members, especially those who are, who are young? You know, I, I would expect to get something before my kids would get anything. And then you go through a series of sadness and depression, and you, you also start getting this really sense of, especially after my son Zachary got done with all those cancer treatments. I felt really, really guilty. It was like a sense of survivor's guilt because I had a few friends who passed away shortly before Zach got diagnosed of various forms of cancer. You know, a couple from leukemia and one from liver cancer. So even even now, two years later, 
even when I go to his appointments, it's, it's rough. It's difficult. It's challenging. It's a big ball of emotions, you know, and, and, and I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. And, um, well, I, I get it. You know, of course I love my children and that's why I, I, it's, it's hitting so hard, but you know, with my son, Josh, it took me easily three or four years to get over the fact that, you know, man, my boy had half of his brain taken out and I'm, I'm having a more difficult time with my son, Zach. And I, and I still haven't figured that out. I think maybe because he's my best friend. Um, you know, we go to concerts all the time together. We train Brazilian jiu-jitsu together. We've done tournaments together. We travel together. I'm not saying that I don't, you know, see my son Joshua as equal to Zach. It's just that with his limitations, he can't do a whole lot. You know, I do try to spend as much time with Zach as, or I'm sorry, with Joshua as I possibly can. But, you know, you can only do so much. And I'm not saying that to, to be a dick or I'm not saying that to, to be negative. But, you know, we, you know, Josh requires special care. And the basic whole premise is, is that, you know, after my son, Zach, got done with all his chemotherapy and after he got done with all his radiation treatment and he was given the okay to do his day-to-day routines and go back to his normal life as best as he can. And you sit there and you think, what is it that's important in life? And there's the, you know, you go through a lot of bullshit and there's a lot of bullshit you have to deal with on a daily basis. But in the big grand scheme of things, you really can't worry about things you can't control, but you can do something that makes you happy. You know, there's an, there's an old phrase that says you're supposed to live your day as if it's your last. And, you know, unfortunately, my son, Zachary, going through cancer was an ugly reminder of that. And it was also an ugly reminder that I need to figure out something or I want to do something that's going to make me happy. What's going to make me happy? What's going to make you happy? Whether it's, you know, it could be as something as, you know, picking up a pencil and a piece of paper and drawing picking up a paintbrush and a canvas and painting whatever you know picking up an instrument a guitar a bass the drums saxophone doesn't matter learning the arts music you know photography videography doesn't matter do something that makes you know do something that has fulfillment that makes you feel happy something that fulfills you you with happiness something that you can look at and say i created that you know, sure, you mean every we all have to go to work and we all have to make money to support our families. But at the end of the day, you know, most people are doing jobs they absolutely hate. So try and find something that you absolutely love. And if that means going out and creating something, then do it. And also, you know, life's too short to be a dick and don't be an asshole. You know, the, the, the worst thing that anybody can have is a chip on their shoulder for no apparent reason for whatever. It doesn't matter. You know, you shouldn't be aggro. You know, you should be looking out for yourself. That's understood. You shouldn't have to worry about what other people are doing. Or you shouldn't have to worry about anything that doesn't affect you personally. You know, there I've ran across many people, for whatever reason, that just are full of piss and vinegar. And you know what? It, it gets old. Yeah, I understand that life's hard. You know, shit, we've been through rough times. You know, my wife and my children and I. Just like as everybody else has. But at the same time, you know, you have to take a step back and realize, you know what? I kind of sound like Peter Gibbons from Office Space when I say this. You know, you really weren't meant to be sitting behind a cube all day long. You know, yeah, I do that too. 
But luckily, I've been able to move into something that I really enjoy. I'm no longer doing IT. I'm working in, you know, the company's sale and marketing division now where I'm just doing photography and I'm doing videos all day long. And it's it's awesome. I get to create something that it has a purpose and a meaning. So if there's any takeaways from this, you know, you know, love your family, love your kids, love your wife, your girlfriend, whatever the case may be. And just go out there and be a good person. Do what makes you happy. You know, do something that's going to fulfill your life with happiness. And it's going to, you know, find something that you're passionate about. Because in the end, we don't, you know, there's, there, you only have one life to live. And you got to make the best of it. And with that, I just want to say thanks. Thanks again for watching. Thanks again for continuing to support my work. And... Um, my son Zach and I talking about travel. We're going to be going to, to the East Coast this weekend. I'm going to take him to Washington D.C. and things are going to be freaking amazing. So, until next time, thanks and have have a good one.